What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you, your time, your ear. We have a fun one for you today. So as always, Tim and I start with a little weekend recap. Chop it up, have some fun conversation, kind of give the lay of the land of what's going on in the lives of Tim and Slags. And then we get into our RLEs. So I talk about some new things I've been studying, some new parts of my businesses that I'm going after and and developments with that. And then we finish with book talk. I kind of combine two different books, but talk about the importance and significance of listening to truly understand. You know, a lot of times we think we know the answer. We think we have uh, the right thing to say or right product to, to provide. But, you know, especially in the time we are, we need to, to listen to not always respond, but listen to help and understand. So we get through kind of a lot today, but it is a fun conversation. We get through some important points as well. Tim, where do you take us? Yes, uh, I was looking forward to this episode today just because um, with the George Floyd thing, I hadn't really posted anything on social media that was like from my own words. I've been sharing some stuff, Mm -hmm. but I was glad that we were able to have a conversation with about it today um, and kind of vocalize what has been on our mind. So yeah. that was a good section of the episode. And um, it's just all about talking and understanding like, what we can do as individuals and as institutions to, to help improve this. So mm-hmm. I, I was glad we were able to kind of talk through that. And more to come on that in the future with our yeah. show. We want, we want to use this show to um, to help in any, any way possible. So a uh, good conversation there. And in the Real Life Experience, we talk about, or I talk about, uh, how I've been budging like my work and my time to be most productive and um, kind of a project that I've been working on uh, to help better plan out my weeks and something that I want to share with the the listeners as well Um, just kind of where that thought came from it kind of came to me this weekend just it's good to remind yourself about how I can be more productive but um, I talked a little bit about that in the real life experience section and then um, towards the end of the episode in book talk I talk about a book called Originals by Adam Grant and talk about motivation because like when we're progressing toward a goal we go through a lot of different emotions throughout the journey so I talk about how you can motivate yourself to achieve those goals depending on how you're feeling whether you're less confident more confident um, I'll give you some tips there so um, a lot of good information in this episode so without further ado enjoy your Tuesday episode 134. So another trip around the sun, Tim. <clears throat> I made it. I made it another year. Two seven. Yeah, twenty seven. Birthday was this past Sunday. Yes. Tim came over Friday. We hosted a little get together at my house on yes. Saturday. The early bird. The early bird. Yeah. Celebration. Yeah. So had a little day party action. Mm-hmm. Had some fun. Saw some good people. Appreciate everyone coming out. Yeah. What were the uh... What were all the activities going on there? Oh, man. What did we have going? We had Beersby, Can Jam, Beer Pong, Flip Cup, Bags. You name it, we had it. We had a dice table. We didn't get that far. We got a dartboard. We didn't get that far. But, hey, we were prepared. Yeah, so safe to say you made good use of that backyard. We had a good time. There you go. Our neighbors came over. First time we met our next-door neighbors. Oh, really? How, How pathetic is that? We suck. So... They live in a duplex, and our other side neighbors is a family, so we didn't invite them. Just, yeah. And uh, super nice people, but 
Jimmy was getting the Beersby poles out of his truck, and I hear him talking to somebody. Our friend Brady had made it over by then, and they're coming in. I was like, who are you talking to? He's like, oh, our neighbor was like, oh, Beersby, huh? And Jimmy tells him, yeah, come on over. <laughs> and so we're playing the first game of Beersby, and we see our neighbor over the fence, and we're like, hey, man, you coming over? He goes, well, how long are you guys going to be doing it? He goes, all day. <laughs> and he goes, all right, yeah, we'll be over. So him and his girl came over. Chad and Laura? It's either Laura or Lauren. God, I feel bad now. Hey. That was a few beers. It was your birthday. Yeah, You're yeah. not going to remember 100%. Fun details. people, though. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of bummed we haven't met them sooner. Because mm-hmm. they'd be fun people to, to hang out with. Well, they are. And, uh, yeah, so had a good weekend. You know? Good little birthday, nothing too extravagant. Mm-hmm. Just wanted some friendship, some libates. Yeah. So. What's uh, what's one thing you could do this year to make it a successful year twenty seven? Ooh. Or is technically is it technically year twenty eight or this, it's year twenty seven? No, this is year twenty seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You start at zero. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Don't start at one. Yeah. But what's the one thing that would? I mean, there, obviously, there's multiple things you want to accomplish this year. But what's one thing that you could do this year that would make it a success? Could be anything. Hmm. I think this is going to be a big defining year for me. Um, interesting times we live in. We're going to get to all the strangeness. Mm-hmm. But losing a job, opening my own practice in June, but also recently enrolled in the pro wholesaling um, course via Alex Martinez episode 118, go check it out. But I asked him where, where I should start because I wanted to get into real estate. And since I don't have an employment history and I'd like to buy property in August, that's when my current lease ends, um, you know, a loan would be tough. So I was like, what can I do fast cash? Like, all right, I think we're, I think we're back. <clears throat> okay, we're back. And we're back. So yeah, enrolled in that. And he's like, hey, start with this free training. If you like it, um, set up a call with with one of my advisors, Tony. He'll get you all squared away. We had like a 45-minute conversation. And I was like, I think this would be silly for me not to do. And, you know, it's it's someone we know. You know I've had other like coaching people try to reach out to me and sell me their coaching. And it's not like he was after me. I sought him out. Um, and so real estate has interested me for a while. My dad's in, in it. Talked to him quite a bit, and you know, with how these people operate and the proven results that they have, I think it's just my best best move. So the next sixty to ninety days are going to be more so sixty, are going to be very telling for me. Mm-hmm. So I need some cash flow, and uh, a good chunk of it. So I think if I can show two months with pretty decent income then a bank can still look and be like, all right, he's good for a loan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go ahead and do this. So that's, that's probably at the forefront, the practice. You know, I can kind of coach wherever. That rent's going to be you know, not too terrible monthly, and we'll start with mm-hmm. like a six-month lease, so it's, I'm not tied into something super long. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think right now, so to answer your question, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. So what's the answer? Yeah, it is is the real estate is okay. in the next two months. If I can get around five to seven deals closed, that 
that's going to tell me a lot. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I'm glad you got that number in the back of your mind. Yeah. So uh, it's just doing the work. Mm-hmm. Do what they tell me to do and do the work. So it's it's interesting. I was talking about this with another friend, and this is probably, I don't want to say probably, this is the first time where, like, life has kind of backed me in a corner where it's time for me to make or break it. Like, no one's really hiring. No one's, you know, that's just, mm-hmm. things are different now. So I think it's it's more, more independency here, and hopefully I never have a boss again. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. So yeah, I do that. If I can show that, okay, real estate, I can I can play this game and do well with it, that will be telling. So the next two months will be our very big days. Let's months. go. Yeah. Exciting. Big summer for Slager. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Busy one. Mm-hmm. How was your weekend? I know you got some golf in. Yes, yes. Obviously celebrated the early bird celebration with you on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I guess half of Jimmy because he was playing. Some, what was he playing? He was doing esports. E- e- oh, he was. So he was uh, League of Legends. Okay, so he League was there. Yeah, he was there, but he wasn't actually there with us. Um, but yeah, it was a good night there. And then, um, yeah, I went up to my hometown of Warsaw, Indiana, uh, and caught up with some friends that I hadn't seen in person in a while. A lot of my friends I have group chats with, mm-hmm. so it's fun to just link up with them in person every every uh, couple months or so. But yeah, I caught up with my friend Connor, got lunch with him, and then I went and played Stonehenge Golf Club, which. Uh, this is the course that I like. This was my high school job growing up. Like this is how I made money in high school because I was uh, I was caddying there and then I was also like uh, cleaning clubs. Like I was like mm-hmm. a bag boy. So I would a lot of people keep their clubs there. So whenever people would get done at the course, I would talk to them, clean their clubs for them, put them up. I would clean the carts. So everything that kind of went in the out outside operations, not the the, the landscaping and stuff, but mm-hmm. outside operations around the clubhouse. That was my job. So it's it's always. So I've seen it, just this course progress, like all the way, like 15 years ago to what it is now and seeing it go through like different leadership changes because um, the old people who used to own this course. So back in like the 90s and the early 2000s, it was one of the nicest courses in Indiana. Like they were having like mm-hmm. professional tournaments there. Um, and then it got sold to um, a couple of like business tycoons who had like 20 different businesses. And Love that business tycoon. Yeah, well, that, well, that's what it, I mean. That's what they were. They they owned a bunch of businesses and they had bought this golf course just as like a, an investment. It wasn't really anything they were like passionately invested in. It was just something that they could use to to take up their time. Um, and you just saw the quality of the course golf course go way down. Um, and then it was just bought back by the city. And then someone else who who bought his name's Denny Hepler. He's pretty much the guy who taught me how to play golf. <laughs> pretty much. And he's a he's a He's well known and worse off for being a professional golfer. He bought the That's course. That's cool. So now, bottom line is like the course is in really good hands, and you can just. It's interesting to just go back there and like step foot in the clubhouse again, and like, it just feels way better than what it did a couple years ago. So it was good to go up there and play that course, and then um, just saw some of the family yesterday up in Noblesville, and yeah, I was able to spend time outside every day. Nice. I mean, it's a successful weekend to me if I can if I can be outside. So. That's cool when you hear stories about you know someone buying something because they can take care of it better than it has been. Mm-hmm. And then so you keep kind of like a landmark or whatever, you know, a big tree stump that's whatever. And for that community, it's it's the golf courses. Iconic. Right. right. So now it's going to be well-maintained. People will enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. Good. It's a lesson. Like, don't invest in things you're not passionate about. Mm-hmm. Like, with anything. Like, all the stocks that I invest in, they're all companies that, like, I care about and, like, yeah. I use or I'm interested in learning about. It's not... 
it's not just a money grab. So yeah. that's just a lesson for anybody. Like whether you're investing time or money in something, do it for the right reason. And like you should have some type of either emotional connection to it, professional connection, some type of connection that's going to keep you um, invested in it for the long run and, and, and proving that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's mm-hmm. good to see. Yeah. And, uh, you know, unfortunately we had rioting here in uh, Indianapolis as well. Yeah. We're on, this is a couple days in a row of curfew. Dude, I read the steps on this. So, um, you can get up to six months in jail, and or a fine of up to ten thousand dollars for breaking curfew. But like, what are the exceptions for being out during curfew? What like, do they say? it has to be like uh, emergencies, like you're seeking medical attention or you're, um, like you're going to work. Like, okay, the absolute barest necessities. Like, I can't just drive around town. Hop into friends' houses. Right. But if you would get caught, you'd just be like, oh, I was tutoring. I was doing my job. I was tutoring some boy on the north side. I'm on the Well, so, okay. <laughs> Stuff, like, if you're going to play that story, you better tell your other friend that you just saw the story to stick with the, hey, if yeah. worst case scenario happens, this is our story. Yeah. Well, regardless, it's unsafe for you to, for people to be out because you, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. And, like, I mean, I guess it's our responsibility to let the people know who don't have smartphones and iPhones who don't know about that to let them know that there's a curfew. But it was really funny being in the, uh, I was in the store today and you know how, did you get the, the notification on your phone about mm-hmm. it? Like the, eh, like yep. the, the beeping. I was in the store and that all that happened. Everyone's phone Everyone just started it. doing it. It was just so funny to be in there. Like you could just hear a bunch of buzzing all around the store. It's, um, yeah, it's, man, it's, it's sad. It's a sad time. It's a strange time. We, we've had incredible black people on our show just absolute amazing humans. So, you know, in, in our minds, it's it's hard to wrap my mind around you know someone doing that just because the way they look. Because uh-huh. no matter what race you are, what ethnicity you are, no one wants to be judged on how they look, mm-hmm. what your hair looks like, what you know, what anything on you looks like. So, it's it's a bummer, and that's that's an understatement. But it, it's it's a tragedy, is what it is. Nothing short of a tragedy. What happened. And I don't think anyone disagrees with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, then we got to hear about friends sleeping in their place of business for an entire weekend mm-hmm. uh, out of, you know, risk. I've seen videos of people trying to run away from protesters or just bystanders in, in protests where they just get clobbered and they're knocked out face down in the street. Then someone comes up and kicks them in the head. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're white. We'll never understand what we won't ever understand. But I do understand the feeling of when you get hurt to a point where you want someone else to feel that same pain, if not worse pain. That, that I, I, can, I can understand. Mm-hmm. But, you know, is... And I don't have all the answers, but is that the proper way to do it where just random people, just bystanders that had nothing to do with those, those racist cops? Like, they had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. We our, our friend Gloria Morris, she owns uh, a floating business and her South Loop location in Chicago was was looted, destroyed. And it's like her her profit margins aren't that big already. Right. I'm, I'm and sure it's like it's devastating for her. Yeah. And, and and I'm sure no one's caught. Probably no one knows who it was. Everyone's got masks on and stuff, you know, so it's everything's on her now. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much insurance. So 
and I've seen stories of, of black business owners being victim of the same thing, where it's like they were just vandalized, and he was a former firefighter. It's like, you know, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. And I saw Killer Mike's speech. I thought that was pretty awesome. He was super real. He's like, man, I don't want to be here. Um, and he was talking about Atlanta. He's like, we're better than that. Like, mm-hmm. take care of the home. And Tim, you and I have talked, like, police training needs to be better. We don't know what the criteria are for who picks people into the academy, who decides, you know, where you place people, how, how do you control stuff like that. I, I don't know what that process is like, but, yes, systems are broke mm-hmm. for sure. Um, you know, I've seen – I've had other friends tell me that, hey, like, you know, we're not happy about this. This is how, it, how we wouldn't do it. So there are people that are not pleased with how things are going too. It's just mm-hmm. – it's – you know, people are in pain. Right. And, you know, I'm afraid that if this doesn't calm down, I've seen people post about it, about moving into neighborhoods and suburbs. If we go down that road, it's going to get real messy. It's already yeah. messy and bad now. If we go down that road, that's that's going to get really, really bad. Yeah. Because imagine you start breaking into people's homes. Yeah, because... People are scared for their lives. It's a free-for-all downtown. Like, as, as you get into people's personal, private property, yeah, man. they own the right to take action legally yeah. against you they by have, killing you. People have, Yeah, people have that right. Like, mm-hmm. regardless of, you know, if I break into someone's house, I should get shot just the same as anybody else. So that that's that's what I'm fearful of, is if we, if we keep going down this road, then, then the military is going to come in. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be like, uh, Dark Knight Rises, where there's just tanks on the streets and no one's out. It's what, it's what it'll be like. So, yeah, it sucks, man. This whole thing sucks. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just want to say, like, this isn't new by any means. Like, this has right. been happening for over 400 years. And right. It was just interesting watching all this unfold the way it did because, obviously, the rise of social media has has amplified what's going on. Like mm-hmm. all this stuff has been happening, but we know about it a lot more now because of social media. And it was just, you had the Ahmad Arbery incident yeah. happen. I don't very recently. I don't I mean, know. It was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Couple, within the last 30 ago. days. So you had that. And then I think that kind of carried the momentum into this where you actually saw a white police officer kill someone on camera. And four other for cops eight, watch. It was a nine. It was a nine-minute video, yeah. and like you had the other cops. They just like, watched. Like where? Where's like the courage? Where's the? Where's the manlyhood? Where's the? Where's the leadership to just say something to the other guy? And like that's just that's a systematic problem. Yeah. That like no matter. It's just crazy that I I don't know the facts on on why that, uh, why George was getting arrested. I I don't forge know check. That. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, a forged check. And it cost him his life. For a forged fucking check. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that, that's the treatment for, for something small like that? Because in the grand scheme of things, that's small stuff. Mm-hmm. He didn't kill somebody. You know, He didn't kill a cop. He, he didn't do anything like that. So, if you arrest somebody and... and like, how do you not just set them, like, sit them up against the car? Like, they're not going anywhere. You got that many cops. For them to get, like, if you got to subdue them on the ground, like, then you sit them back up so they can sit up 
they can talk to you, they can breathe. Like, what happened to that? Mm-hmm. Like the, they don't know anatomy, like, but that guy clearly knew what he was doing. So, <sighs> and obviously, it's going to take time to even attempt to solve a solve a problem like this that's been going on for four hundred years. But I think. I mean, there's obviously two parts to it. There's the individual part of it, like us as a human being, as one person. What can we do mm-hmm. in relation to the world? And then you got the, the leadership, the institutional part of it, like the systematic part of it. And I think obviously with the individual, it, are, it all starts with a belief system that's, that's passed down from your parents to you, to you, to your kids. And that's something that, I mean, because you're, you're in a household for the first 18 years of your life most of the time. Mm-hmm. So that influence is obviously big. But like, I think a lot of it also applies to like the leadership in our country, like all parts of leadership, whether it's the president, whether it's anybody else who has any type of authority over a group of people in this country. And they're always, like, there needs to be a voice that unifies us at all times. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I think it all starts from there. Cause, and, I, and I think going on, on with that, like, you got to take a look at the, the, the police reform. Like, we need a serious reform at the police level when it comes to like, restructuring the people who are making these decisions, whether it's I mean, I'd be interested, I told you on camera, I'd just be interested to know, like, what percentage of the police officers or police personnel, what percentage of them who make hiring decisions in this country, what percentage of them are white, what percentage of them are black, what percentage, like, where's the diversity there? Like, I think it's, it's, a, it's redefining the screening process, because obviously uh, a racist police officer can go through training and, and put on a nice face and say, I'm a nice person, mm-hmm. I'm not racist until you get out there and you you treat someone horribly. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think re like restructuring that process and then restructuring who is making these decisions about bringing people on and what the coaching is like. I think it's, it's all a ma- matter of investing in the right types of people who are in those, in those specific positions. And I think it's just leadership, like, d- like uniting us. And then as like, as a white person, like you, you and I, like, what, like, what does white privilege mean to us? I think the thing is, like, we... If we forged a check, we, we wouldn't have we a... Have, we have the privilege to sit back and avoid what's out there right now, which yeah. is what we've been doing for 400 years. Yeah. So I think it's a matter of reckoning with the problem and using your voice to spread love to whoever you, you meet. But, like, if you, also, if you see something, if you notice something, whether you're a police officer watching another police officer, like, treat someone like shit, or if you're just a person at school watching someone, like talk in a racist manner about someone like yeah. it, it's up to you to say something to that person right. like it's not it's not our president's job to to unify us it's not just leaders job to unify us it's everybody's job to to mm-hmm. unify us so mm-hmm. that's just and i i haven't really like spoken like openly about this but so i'm glad we're able to like kind of do it yeah. here but mm-hmm. that's kind of my thoughts on it like no matter what spread love and spread unity wherever you go and if you recognize the privilege that you have, like use that to your advantage. Don't use it to hide behind something that's been going on for like 400 years. Right. So, and yeah, you know, if you or I got caught forging a check, we'd probably get arrested standing up and just placed comfortably in the back of a cop car. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't have a, a knee on our throats. Yeah. That's, that's reality. Yeah. Um, and that's unfortunate. You know, I, I don't want, you know, we talked about what if people go to neighbor. I don't want that to happen because I don't want people to continue getting hurt. There's a bunch of random people, innocent random people that just are, are getting beaten, uh, killed. Like mm. other like other types of 
guards and types of security like have been killed. And, you know, I don't want people who are protesting with something to say. I don't want them to get killed either. I don't like, you know, it's it's hard for us to sit here and say how things should and shouldn't go. So I'm not going to do that again. I know people are hurting, mm-hmm. but I just I want us to figure it out. Like, you know, everyone who's willing to listen, talk, get that get that going and get the conversation started, even if they're small groups. So, I mean, we have, we have a thought of, of trying to get a, a unique type of episode going to maybe help with all this. So we're going to talk to some folks, but you know, I think it's just showing people that, Hey, we can do this in multiple ways, mm-hmm. more than one way is to skin this cat. So let's, let's start shaving back the layers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, it's just, it sucks. We know amazing people that, bad things have happened to because of how they look and it's just it's it's horseshit man mm-hmm. it, it's fucking horseshit and you would think we're progressed enough to not allow that um and the other thing i was thinking about this on my way over here was how many countries enjoy seeing this happen to us how many other countries enjoy seeing us loot our own our own just communities destroy everything burn it to the ground hurt people kill people like other countries are loving this. And I don't want to give them the satisfaction of seeing us break. Like, yeah, there are things that are broken, but I really don't want other countries that hate us to see the satisfaction of the United States of America breaking and just imploding. They should not get that satisfaction. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a tough spot, man. We're in a tough spot. Yeah. I did enjoy seeing the the protest videos where I can't remember which police officer was. There was a sheriff of some town. I don't even know where it was. I think it was up in Detroit. Yeah. And he's like, he's, he put down everything. Like he put down the weapons, put down everything. And mm-hmm. he stopped to have a conversation with the people. We're like, hey, so how can we help? Mm-hmm. And the people responded like, walk with us. Yep. And it's amazing. And like, I'm like through all this, I'm only sharing stuff on my, on my social media that shows people uniting. So I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm being more mindful about showing when people come together. So I think that's what, I mean, that's what protesting should, that's, that's the optimal outcome in the short term, right? Is to bring people together. But obviously it's, it, it's a, it's a much larger project to, to change in the long run. I think that's, that's investing in the right types of people to set the example at, mm-hmm. at the police level, at the leadership level, at the government level, everywhere. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, you're right, man. It starts with those types of moves mm-hmm. and, and it starts with, sharing more of those types of videos rather than sharing you know our 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 minds seek conflict Mm -hmm. we we seek that negativity we want that we want to see shit get fucked up so the more we can share the opposite of showing you know all the cops taking knees everyone kneeling together you know uh, uh hugging you know adult white cops hugging young teenage black men like we need to share more of that Mm -hmm. And, and I think there's a lot of people that would probably agree. There's just, there's always bad apples, whatever kind of group you have. There's bad apples. It's, it's unfortunate. But, you know, we shouldn't, just because there's some looting, there's damage stuff, we shouldn't group everyone together. No one should group everyone together based on the actions of, of some that are just horrific. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, it's, we're in a delicate situation here. Right. But... And I just want, man, why can't we just be better? Right. You know, it seems so easy to just be better and not, 
mm-hmm. not think in certain ways. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Like it, it, it all started like many hundred years ago. Like it was, it was a belief that was instilled in people's brains, and people, people have been wired that way this whole time because it's, it all starts with the household. What message is being passed? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, lucky for us, we were raised in a household that didn't preach that. But like, right. whether whether we want to face it or not, there are many households in this nation that are passing that mm-hmm. hazardous, toxic mm-hmm. blood <laughs> and and opinions onto their kids, and like, it's just hate. Yeah, it's all it is. So it's 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 unfortunate, but I think it. I mean, the more we can take steps to unify our people and have these discussions and have them openly and influence people in the right way, I think that's that's where we can at least start is having yeah. these conversations. So, yeah, I hope we all reel it in and get some good work done. Yeah. So, we'll keep keep on keeping on. That's right, man. God, it's a, just a bummer, man. Just a bummer mood. Let's get in some real life experiences here, yeah. Tim. Yeah. What you got going on? Yeah, so I am trying to be better at uh, just optimizing my time with work and like planning out my week ahead. And I think I had a thought when I was writing my article this weekend, something that I've been doing starting this weekend with my articles. Because obviously the articles I write, there's a specific word count that I need to abide by. Like say it's a 5,000 word article. And I found myself like typing my articles just from the beginning to the end and I would get to the end of the article and I would be done and I would be like a thousand words over the 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 meeting time the the requirement or I would be under it um so I've been a lot more uh diligent about like planning my article writing and writing like showing which sections need the right amount of words and like being a lot more planning and budgeting the words for the right sections okay and what that does is like, and I do it inside the article draft too. So as I'm going along, I'll, I'll type a section that says, oh, this section needs 100 words. I type here because I wrote it out ahead of time. I go to the next section. I said, oh, this one needs 125 words. Mm. So I wrote out that. And I was amazed, I was amazed that because I planned my, my, where I would type the words ahead of time, I finished the article in like 75% of the time I normally do. Hmm. And, I, and that like, that spurred another thought. Like this doesn't just apply to article writing. It also applies to like time, like your time of the week. Uh, so one thing that I'm doing right now is I'm creating an Excel document. I know this is about to sound super nerdy, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna create a- uh, About to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna create an Excel document that I, I color code based on my roles my week. So I'm gonna have a color- You lost me at color code. <laughs> I'm, 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 so- what I'm going to do is I'm going to literally but like block out the time blocks of the week for specific things I want to do. Mm. Like I'll have a color code for my marketing job. I'll have a color code for the podcast. I'll have a color code for uh, writing. Uh, I'll have a color code for learning real estate. I think it's important for us to define like the roles that we have in our life right now or areas that we want to become more skilled at and be more thoughtful about budgeting time. Like, if you're looking ahead to Thursday this week and you realize that you're going to have a couple hours that night from like 5 to 9 p.m. where you're going to be free, make the decision right now today on Tuesday that you're going to spend an hour on Thursday night learning about real estate. Or mm. I'm going to spend an hour learning about how to become a better speaker so I can make better presentations at work and maybe get promoted at work eventually. Like. I think it's all about defining like what your roles are and like, oh, maybe you're, maybe you're a father and you haven't been spending as, I mean, it's kind of tough to not spend time with your kids right now being quarantined. But yeah. if you find that you're, you're not spending enough time with your family or your kids, make time like ahead of time to, to like budget time ahead. So I think that like be more thoughtful about your time because 
it's the most precious thing we have. And it's the one, like time is the one thing that you have complete control over in your life. Obviously you have a job to report to if you work somewhere, you have commitments to people, but I mean, the time that you do where, where you're not working for someone else, maybe you want to work for yourself someday so you can control all your time. But it's important to define like where you can control your time and like budget that time. Cause like life ain't guaranteed. So, mm -hmm. and, that, and that's kind of the, I mean, I've learned that more than anything this year, like seeing how like anything is possible. Like people like Kobe Bryant can just, can just die just mm -hmm. like that at age 41. Like it, it, like things like that just show like tomorrow's not guaranteed for you. So, I mean, you really just got to budget your time the way you want and, I feel like you're just going to be a much more happier person overall knowing that you use the time to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah, amazing I, how I got that from just writing an article. But. <laughs> yeah, I think that budgeting is is really big and something that I should adhere to more often. Mm -hmm. It's like even if I, if I say, okay, when I wake up, before I even get out of bed, I need to write in my journal. Mm -hmm. Just get it done. Like that's first thing. So even having something set like that, it's like, okay, if you want to get out of bed, if you got to pee really bad, better better get right. Mm -hmm. um, but I also like how you you outlined. Hey, I need this many words, so you're not just writing and then guessing and hoping that you hit it. Mm -hmm. You know where where you're at. You can see your word count. Like, okay, what are some other thoughts? Need like three more sentences. Okay, boom, I'm good. And now you know you're at it. You didn't go way over it, wasting time that you could spend on other sections. And yeah, you're saving time. Yeah. So deal and a thought just came to mind i'm gonna when i'm done with that excel file that i make i am gonna make it available to all our listeners oh look at this give it to them for free if they want it it's color coordinated yeah i'm gonna create a good template that people can just download and just fill on their stuff so, so i'm gonna do that for i don't listeners. know if you have all your topics for the week that you have to write out yet but if you do or we can use last week's most interesting topic you're writing about this week um, or like so if I you don't have them yet. I so. have not got my assignment for this week yet, but last week I did a complete review on all of the blog and website providers like Wix, Weebly, oh. uh, Squarespace. So I was doing like reviews of each one and doing compare and contrast between. I should them, read that. Which was very a very, very good exercise yeah. to be honest with you. Because some of them are like better for, for blogging. Some of them are better for e-commerce and selling like hundreds of products like one like like square like Squarespace. That's a design oriented one where if you yeah. you're only trying to sell like a couple of products, you should probably just do it on that one. Whereas like Shopify is obviously one where if you have like hundreds of products, you should just yeah. do it on there. So that was super interesting learning about like because like e-commerce and like online marketing. That's I mean, that's a passion of mine. So mm -hmm. I love when I get articles like that. Um, what would yeah, you so recommend for like a coach like me? Where Squarespace. Squarespace. Honestly. Okay. Yeah, because you want. You want one because you're not selling like a ton of products yet. Yeah, like, like I'll have like a handful of programs, yeah, and things like that, but not like hundreds. Like nothing more than ten initially, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like if you're doing something like that, and like you want something that's going to be very like pleasing to the eye and aesthetically, because mm -hmm. your target market it's going to be someone who wants to feel like comfortable and trusted <laughs> with you. So you don't want a website that's not optimized for for design. You want one that's going to look really good, really pleasing to the eye, gain trust right away. Mm -hmm. And I think Squarespace would probably be the best one for you. Cool. But obviously, and Squarespace also has a good blog with it too. I would tell you to do Wix, but Wix's blog function isn't very good. Huh. So I would say I would say if you're going to incorporate a blog, especially too, I think. Squarespace is a good mix of it all. Yeah. So, all I think right. you should look at good that Good review. Thank you. <laughs> Squarespace, where's that sponsorship, boy? Hey. I know Rogan. Get this man a sponsorship. I think Rogan did 
yeah, he, ads for Squarespace. Yeah. Right? I don't know if he still does. I, don't know if he I still always does. skip I all the ads. Yeah, because it's like seven minutes of ads. So I'm sure all of them approached him about doing Dude, this. Like if you're him, you gotta just decide. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. His mean, Spotify with, deal though. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, that just shows me like, like the, the views that like the the national news, like Fox News or, or CNN, like mm. the views that they get compared to what he was getting on like his podcast. It's just ridiculous. It doesn't surprise me one bit yeah. that he got that payday. <laughs> yeah. And he's like everything. It's a lot more logical. He plays good devil's advocates, no matter the sides. Just a great show. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I could I could see eventually like news, like people making their own third party like news outlets, mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, if you have bias, you don't belong. Like, we just want to report everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you seen the show The Newsroom? I think it's on Hulu. Have you ever seen the clip where the guy from Full House, oh, what's his name? He did the, like, the ventriloquist. That, he was always the goofy one. Oh, uh, the blonde something hair. Collier. Yeah. Steve Collier, John Collier. Uh, yeah, I forget. Something. Joe trying, was his name trying in the to, show. Yeah, trying to think right? what else he's in. Yeah. Yeah. But there's the clip where he's on this panel, and he says how America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. Mm. And he goes on this rant of incarceration rates, literacy rates, educate. Like, he goes on this rant of everything. He goes, you think we're the greatest because we have freedom? And he names all these countries that have freedom. Yeah. And so the whole show, the premise is this news station has zero bias, and they call out everybody. And it's cool because they'll throw in old clips of past presidents. It's a show on Hulu? Yeah, I think it's still on Hulu. Or it's Amazon Prime. Okay. Might be Amazon. So Prime. it's kind of, is it like a? It's like an objective news station. And like not something new comes out every week, like a new episode. Well, this is this is like it's been over oh, for a while. Okay. It, it's like a series. I think it's like three or four seasons. Okay. But it's really good. And it's makes like, you wonder why you didn't wouldn't just do a YouTube channel. It's really what we need. Okay. Because it's super objective, and and it just it's like, oh, but you said this six months ago, Mr. President. Now you're saying this. Mm-hmm. And, and it's where they they call out all the conflicts of, of interest and what they say and what they're doing and it's like that's what we need like fuck your agendas forget all the bias like that's what we just need objective news so I think I think you would like that one okay because I'll it's very it yeah it's very neutral like it doesn't get super heavy either way so no mm-hmm. matter like what your thoughts and opinion, opinions are. It's it's very neutral, but it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I forgot how we got on that. Yeah, now that I'm done with Money Heist, I should probably I need to find a new show, so I might look into that. Dude, Nairobi. No, hey, we're not giving anything. I, I think, know. I, I think what we should do, I think we should do right here. Like, I think we should tell our listeners, like, hey, we're going to be doing a recap of season one on this date so that we can give them, like, a preference ahead of time so we don't give any spoilers. Hmm. And then, like, we give show notes anyway in our episodes, so if they see that we're going to talk about it, we can always just give a disclaimer. But yeah. I think starting next week, we should do a full recap of part one of Money Heist on Netflix. Oh, wow. Okay. Announcing it right now. Okay. So. <laughs> Have you started the Jeffrey Epstein documentary? Not yet. Not yet. I know you told me to. How, how many, how long is it? I think actually, it's, I'll, I think I'll it's watch four that, or five episodes. That's what I'll watch next. And actually. they're like an hour apiece. I'll watch that one next. It's, so I also, oh, probably eight, ten months ago, I listened to this podcast. I'll have to send it to you. It was like the, the Mysterious Mr. Epstein or something like that. 
and it was like eight different parts, but it was a podcast series about the whole story of Jeffrey Epstein. Because when he died, I really didn't know who he was, why it was a big right. deal. Like, I didn't know. So I was like, I need to do some, some research. I listened to this whole podcast, and it's like, obviously, it's disgusting. But it's so captivating because the story is so well told. Like, it is, it's just, if you don't know anything, yeah, we'll have to, like, link it or something. I'll pull it up. But it, it was so well done. And uh, I think this documentary, it's, so far, it's not too bad. Um, it, it, it doesn't, I mean, there's a little lean, of course. But, like, it's, it's pretty well done, I think. Do you know who directed it or who produced it? My buddy sent it to what me. What their other work might be. I, I forget. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's just yeah, terrible uh, what he did. Um, but, you know, I think sometimes those documentaries are good to to show, like, what has happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's still good to remember that the Holocaust was a thing, that 9-11 was a thing. You know, so we don't repeat our histories. Right. Um, and, 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 you know, exploiting like, hey, these agencies like were in his pocket. You know, they didn't do anything. They kind of left it. They made this own deal. Didn't even talk to these women about the deal. And they just gave them pretty much a slap on the wrist. You know, exploiting that and like, hey, there's a lot of systems that are broke right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, let, there's more fixing to do. Yeah. You know, this guy molested how many underage women and he got what like 18 months like ridiculous but mm-hmm. i think it, i think it's well done i think it's um worth worth the watch and i'll probably finish it today or tomorrow okay yeah they threw lincoln lawyer back on netflix so i had to watch that so i took a break <laughs> from jeffrey epstein kind of hates my boy so you know <laughs> loyalty understandable loyalty understandable if they had a show about kyrie irving put on netflix i would divert to it right away 100%. Anyway, so it's fine. yeah yeah. So, it's all good. Um, but yeah, I like the, I like the the show review. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. Are you fine with doing like one season per episode? Like, it, would that be easier to make it back? Like, think back that far? Or would you rather do half and half, two parts? Let's go half and half. Because then that. we can get a little more in. Yeah, because with the structure of the show, that would probably work like, better. Okay, so listeners, or we can do a heist and an episode. We can do one heist, one episode, the okay. other heist. Yeah, so basically half and half. Okay, yeah, so listeners, uh, I mean, before next week's episode, I mean, Slager watched the whole damn thing in like two days, so if you can watch... Like, two the, deals like six. You can watch the first two seasons of Money Heist before next Tuesday's episode, and you can listen along with us to hear our review. Yeah, quarantine wasn't lifted. I was cooking a lot, dude. Yeah, I watched no, stuff no, 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 I understand, <laughs> I understand, I understand. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's good, and, and it's dubbed over in English, so the words in the mouth are a little off. But it's it's captivating enough. You look past that. Yeah, great great characters, yeah. great passion. And I think it helps because it's not there. English and English. It's two different languages. So it's like, it's weird. You're mm-hmm. more okay with it. Like if I'm watching something in English and the words and the mouthing is off, I'm not gonna watch it. It's just gonna piss me off. Mm-hmm. Money heist. It didn't. I think it was because it's a different language. Right. I liked it. Yeah. High surge is kind of cool. Some there's some pretty looking ladies in there. Just saying. I love the level of strategy, though, in that show. All right, I know we're going to talk about it next week, but okay. We'll never play that guy in chess. No. So, I, yeah, I, um, I kind of alluded to it earlier in the episode because you had to ask such a really good question. 
But yeah, studying um, to wholesale real estate with our friend Alex Martinez. We had him on the show, episode 118. Uh, he's, he's a master in real estate, just has it going on, just puts in the work and has created this really nice blueprint to help other people do what he has done with less of the landmines and hiccups. And so he's just, he's really all about, you know, paying it forward, helping other people. Of, of course, there's uh, costs involved, but I mean, it's, it's business, but it's, you know, his motivation for it, for it is, is really great. And so far I like it. I like it a lot. And yeah, like I said, they, they have proven results. And one thing I listened to in a lesson the other day was, you know, don't, don't doubt yourself and don't doubt the program. Mm-hmm. There's a, he's like, look, there's a lot of, you know, I'm not giving you some mastermind, this or that, or, you know, there's people selling all these coaching things where it's all kind of the same, create the urgency. Oh, I'm only doing this, you know, do the, you know, do all the normal things that most coaching programs will probably tell you. And he's just, you know, here are the resources is how we use the tools. This is what we're doing. And, and from, I've never done anything with wholesaling and I can, I can jump right in and start learning. Mm-hmm. So uh, super excited about that. Do they um, provide support to you when, like say you've graduated the program, you're done with all the learning, like when you're actually going out like doing, like implementing the strategies, do they provide support there too? Like do they, like as a resource for you? Yeah, there's uh, live Q&A calls okay. with like kind of his, his uh, That's I nice. think he'll do some. There's two a week and then another guy, Ryan, one of his like top guys will do it too. So I jumped on the call last week. Not that I really knew much that was going on yet, but it was just cool that, you know, whatever might have come up in a certain deal, hey, this deal didn't go through. This was these were the parameters. What were the hiccups that you could find? Like why would they not take this deal? So it's it's really good there. And so yeah, you get that kind of one on one coaching with the program as well. Um, along with just tools, resources, everything that kind of helps mm-hmm. you, you yeah. do it. So, yeah, really excited to get a lot deeper into it. Should be through everything within the week mm-hmm. just so I can – speed is my friend right now. Yeah. So the more I can do, um, the, the faster I can get there, the better off I'm going to be. Nice. I'm excited <laughs> to hear your review on – like what you learned about negotiation through it. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like that's the most important part about the whole thing mm-hmm. is your ability to like negotiate, like influence with people. And cause that's what it's all going to come down to. Right. Yeah. I'm very interested in, in closing deals. That mm-hmm. That is something that's always intrigued me. Just the art of it. Yeah. Um, art of communication, art of persuasion. Um, so yeah, I'll be very intrigued to see mm-hmm. how that goes. And uh, I think my advantage going in is I have really good people skills, mm-hmm. but I just, I don't know real estate right, right now. So, you know, it's just filling the gaps, but, uh, I don't know anything or everything. So I'm starting just complete noob. That's how mm-hmm. I approached Alex. I was like, Hey man, noob 101, where do you recommend I start? Mm-hmm. Should I start with your program, start doing something else. So he kind of got me the map I should, should take. Here we are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited. Um, so we'll see, man. Like I said, next yeah. 60 days, very, very monumental right mm-hmm. here. So we'll see what happens. Yep. The other side always wants to know that they won something from the deal. That's, what, that's the biggest takeaway I took. Yeah. <laughs> Make them feel like they've won something. Yeah. No one uh, wants to get sold. Right. But um, 
yeah, we'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited. A lot of, a lot of different things happening. All right. It's time to get down and nerdy with it. Yeah. Enter love music. Am I leading off? Is it me? Dude, batter up, Tim. All right. Lead us off. Stepping up to the plate. Lead us off. Putting down the chalk on the Hit some dingers. All right. So uh, the book Originals by Adam Grant. It talks about um, how you can make change in, in a creative way. Like combining with other people. Uh, overcoming any like internal demons you have overcoming like any opposite point of view that other people have to make systematic change so I guess that kind of applies to a time right now but Mm -hmm. um, kind of the the takeaway that I took away from it today though is kind of on an individual level um, when it talks about motivating yourself and like just the concept of motivation whenever we're like progressing toward a goal or like working on something or doing some type of big thing, like whether it's wholesaling, whether it's any other type of real estate, whether it's starting a business, you're always going to need motivation at every step of the way because you're going to be going through different emotions. There's going to be times where you're feeling very confident and certain and like 100% committed to to getting what you need to get done. But there's also going to be times where you're like very uncertain and mm-hmm. like maybe not the most confident and you feel like, oh, like how am I going to do this? There's two ways that you can motivate yourself depending on what you're feeling. So whenever you're confident about the future and you're trying to motivate yourself to keep going, focus on how much you have left to go to achieve both your short and long-term goals. So like full steam ahead and you feel like you're starting to lose motivation even though you're confident, just ask yourself like, how much do I have left to go? And keep that in the back of your mind. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of the coin, if you're like feeling like very like uncertain, and you're also losing motivation, which is a terrible boat to be in. Think about all the progress that you've made in the past to get to where you're at. Like ask yourself, like, what do I have to do to get to here? Like, since I made it to this point, since I went through all that other shit behind me, like I have what it takes to keep going right now. So I think that's it. And that's, that part stuck out to me the most. Cause like, we've all been in that boat, but like, whenever you're like, whenever I've been feeling down about myself, I'll be like, well, man, like, what have I done in my, I mean, I'm very young, but like, what have I done in my life to get to this point? Like, Mm -hmm. and it's important to reiterate that to yourself because we're like forward looking people most of the time. And I think when, when our confidence is low, it's very easy to neglect all of the positive things that we've done in our life. So I think that's a great motivator is to acknowledge the things that have got you to where you are when you're uncertain about the future. And when you're confident about the future, focus on what you have left to go to finish it. Yeah. So, and I like that way of looking at it because yeah, you know, if you're like us, you're very hard on yourself, sometimes too hard on yourself, where it's like, oh, I'm not doing enough, not doing enough. And then you look back at all your experiences and all the good work that you've done for whoever in the past. Like, man, I've, I've done a few things. I've done a few things really well. I've done a few things really bad. But, you know, to your point, all those experiences, like now we're here. Now we're here. So uh, I like the left to go, the closing the gap. Mm-hmm. Cause it's you know it's like you're running a race like oh man I got a mile left I got half a mile left yeah all right let's let's kick it a nickel I got I got this 300 left I'm gonna you know smoke these cats so it's like oh, I'm almost there I'm almost there mm-hmm. now I, I cross this finish line how long's my next race you know if it's okay I finished this section of of I finished the foundations and and mindset piece of of my real estate now it's okay tools and resources okay now we're gonna work on the MLS. Now we're going to work on negotiating. So, you know, it's small finish lines. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm trying to remember <clears throat> what what book I read where it was, I think it was Tim Ferriss, Four Hour Workweek, where he talked about you need to have short, fast goals. Um, and he related that to when you have a virtual assistant, give them short deadlines, you know, within 24 hours, I need this. Within 48 hours, I need this. He's like, don't, don't go past like three days, but make them short, quick deadlines and make them for yourself too. Like, oh, I have to get this done this week. Short, quick deadlines. Um, just that way it's not it's not too daunting. It's like, okay, I did this a little mm-hmm. bit. I got this a little bit. Um, so that's so momentum. I, yeah. Like the small thing, like the small wins, the small goals. like 100%. And that's so, that. yeah, so I like that. Close the gap. Um, and yeah, especially for systemic change. Yeah. So, and that's that's kind of where my book talk was uh, kind of mixing how to win friends and influence people and then action selling where they they both have sections of the importance of, of listening. And I think, you know, there's a lot of things going on because people haven't been listening. People haven't been paying attention. Mm-hmm. And so people are trying to Get, get our attention of, of things that are going on. And so now it's it's on everyone else to to listen and, and, and help. But, you know, whether it's, it's sales or, or, or racism, you know, people might think they have the answer. They know the right thing to do, that they can, that their product helps, helps this customer, that this person can say the right thing to make someone feel less pain. You know, it's just listen to what they want and need and they might not need you to say anything. Mm-hmm. They might need you to just walk with them down the street. You know, so it, if we just start there and listen to understand and how to help, not always to just respond, it's like, hey, I'm just here to listen. What can I do? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just like, sit down, shut up, and listen. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, it, it's, it was sections in each book where you can apply it to anything and everything, but... Especially now, it's like, yeah, we got, we got to, you know, you might hear people, we got to listen to them now. Right. Like, you're hearing them, but are you listening? Mm-hmm. So. And acting. And acting. And then acting. And acting, 100%. Yeah. You know, ho- hopefully with, with this episode today, hopefully this, this helps, you know, like, we can do this. Mm-hmm. We can do this. Mm-hmm. We all play a part, no matter yeah. how big or how small. Yeah, man. You don't, a lot, a lot you don't of, know what your influence is. You really don't. It's tough to calculate it in a given moment. Yeah. There's a lot of good people in this world, too. Mm-hmm. Can't forget there's a lot of good people here. There's bad ones, but there's a lot of good ones still. Mm-hmm. So I believe in the good ones, man. Keep I fighting do. the good fight. Invest in the good ones. Tim, anything else for this episode? I'm good. Just spread love this week. 100%. Spread love and unity. 100%. Hey, if you guys can please head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and review. Let us know what you think of the show. And any guests that you might like to see us uh, invite on, any topics that you want to see us, hear us cover. So uh, we're always looking for that good feedback. We appreciate it. If you do leave us that five-star rating and review, please DM us on Instagram at Off the Dome Radio. Give us your name. Let us know you left the review. We will send you a free laptop sticker on us. Stay safe, everybody. Spread the love. We can do this. Until next time, have a great Tuesday.